What's up, Geek Vibes Nation, and welcome back to the second episode of Seven Hells, our Game of Thrones breakdown uh, that we're going to be doing for the final season. Uh, we have a very special guest tonight. It is the woman who got me into Game of Thrones, so I, I owe her a lot for this. Uh, Rhea Booth, what's up, Rhea? Hey, not much. I'm very excited. Yes, like, ah, uh, God. I, I, it, it's so crazy to think that, like, four years ago, um, you were just like, yeah, dude, you should totally watch this show. Like, I think you would dig it. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, you know, like, it seems like a commitment. I think at that time there was, like, three seasons. And you're like, there, just, like, try it. And, like, I watched the first episode and then binged the first three seasons leading up into season four and have been so fucking hooked ever since. So, you changed yeah. my life, Rhea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it seems also, like so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and also joining us tonight, of course, is the man himself, Dane Alves. What's up, Dane? Yeah, what up, Dizzy D up in this bitch? <laughs> I love <Game> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty much the best. Um, all right, well, let's jump into it. So, first things first, the first big thing that happened, Jamie's fucking trial um man like they didn't waste any time they got right into it went straight to the trial we got the uh the scene of danny talking that they uh put in the promo last week um a lot of shit going on here what did you take away uh from this scene dane uh just a good way to start things off um Getting back to the ending of what we had last week with the stare-off of all stare-offs between Bron and uh, and Jamie. Um, you know, Jamie knew he was going to be in hot water when he got there. Um, I like how it starts with Danny doing the thing in the uh, trailer uh, from last week, you know, stating, like, what we would do to you. Here's a problem, Danny, and I'm going to have a couple problems with you throughout this whole entire thing, Khaleesi. Uh, your dad was an asshole. Uh, I don't know if you know that or remember that he was kind of called the Mad King for a reason, but uh, yeah, uh, right off the bat, she's just she's uh, one of my favorite characters, but she's become extremely arrogant uh, compared to how she was uh, when she first started her quest on uh, changing things, basically, in Westeros. So there's that, but um, I love how Jamie, you know, he's come a long way from her whole breaking the wheel thing doesn't seem like she's really about breaking the wheel anymore (laughs) no she just wants the throne she wants the power and we'll go we'll probably dive obviously more into that with uh what happens with her conversation with with, uh with john but um i like how jamie didn't back down um i I love how he said you know i would do it all again he's like i was fighting for my house that's exactly what you do in battle i was at war with you i was at war with you you know and obviously there's some there's some kind of bullshit there because jamie was He's a different man than he was at the beginning of this, right after he killed uh, the king, you know, anyway. So, yeah, he was much more arrogant, but he was true to that, you know. It was, it's more, it's about what you're, you know, doing towards your house. So, I just love the, um, the, the statement that Braun made where he said, the things we do for love. Uh, yeah. And just, like, I'm sure Jamie right there was like, oh, fuck, now I'm screwed. He's going to talk about this, and then no, no one's going to be on my side. But, um you know, uh, Brienne really had his back, and she vouched for him, and uh, that's all it took for Senza. Even though she did not communicate 
with the apparent queen of Daenerys, uh, Sansa gave the final order and said, all right, you're cool. And that was it. And you could definitely tell Danny was not happy about that, which led to a conversation between the two of them. But uh, uh, then, then we get Danny kind of being a dictatorian right afterwards. Yes, he fucked up, uh, but Jor kind of stated it better later that people screw up, basically. Like, you know, you need to re- reevaluate stuff because it's not like you've been perfect the whole entire time. But uh, right. overall, great scene. And... Um, Love the interactions, and, you know, Bronn just basically, he needs Jamie more so for the battle. Like, he's more important to him in that aspect, now that he's a three-eyed raven, than getting him killed at the beginning of it because of past stuff that he doesn't care about anymore. So I thought that was really cool when Jamie went and apologized to him. Um, and also the statement that he said, you know, Jamie's like, so what are we going to do afterwards? And Bronn was like, well, how do you know there isn't afterwards? It's like a lot right. of ominous yeah. stuff that's like, you know, we don't know, and, and what, is, what does he know? Seriously, what does the three-eyed raven fucking know? And it, doesn't that drive everyone crazy that he knows everything that's going to happen? <laughs> he appears out of nowhere. He can fucking teleport now like Nightcrawler, but I digress. Incredible scene, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's funny that you mentioned that, that, um, the scene between he and Jamie, uh, between Bran and Jamie, um, uh, you know, like – that that particular scene I, is definitely like my favorite scene with Bran, um, probably since he became the Three Eyed Raven. <laughs> like he like a, all of his scenes are really fucking creepy, but that one was actually like not creepy um, and like kind of cool, and I very much enjoyed it. Um, but as as for the trial, uh, Rhea, what did you think about uh, Jamie's trial, and and you know what did you uh, take away from it? Standout moments for you? Um, I felt it was uh it was I don't think Danny is very arrogant I'm totally on her side all the way uh like I think she was trying to put up this sort of tough facade in front of the northerners she's like trying to win them over you know so she's giving Mm -hmm. the Lannisters crap which is totally what they want to see you know they want they don't want to see like you know this weak you know foreign girl in there, you know, telling them what they should and shouldn't do. So ultimately I think it was good that the, you know, John and Sansa made the decision. She's like, all right, yeah, cool. Um, because that I mean, she's just trying to win over the North really, I think. Uh, yeah. It's weird for them seeing her there. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, that's, I, I like her. I like that she's like super tough and like, Stern everybody that comes across because like that's what that's what queens are that's what they're supposed to be like you know yeah no I mean very much so I mean that's you know I I kind of I guess lean, would lean a little more towards what Dane was thinking but I didn't really think about it coming from that perspective I mean she definitely it definitely would not have been a good look for her to kind of um bow to the Lan- the Lannister outsider, especially given that yeah. she's already taken another Lannister as her hand. Um, yeah, and she was giving that him crap publicly. Right, yeah. She was, yeah, she, so, she was like, like kind of scolding Tyrion in front of everybody, and everyone's like, oh, all right, well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I definitely get it from that perspective, um, for sure. I, I just think, like... Um, you know, from the from the other side, though, like th- there are more important things at hand 
Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I get that, you know, she's, I guess, trying to um, strike a little bit of fear in Jamie. But, I mean, honestly, it, it doesn't really work. Like, you know, I mean, like, like Dane said, he's, he's like, fuck it, I'd do it all again. Like, uh, um, I liked that aspect of it, too. And we, we kind of buried the lead on this one. Um, because I, I feel like the big standout of this whole scene was fucking Brienne, like Brienne of Tarth coming oh, in to yeah. vouch for Jamie, and like God, that was just fucking awesome. Like when she stands up and goes and stands beside him, and it's just like, you know, like I, I know him, he's honorable, like uh, I believe him. When you know Tyrion was not gonna be the one to save his ass, um, you know, like that was fucking awesome. And obviously that leads into um, some more awesome things that we will discuss uh, in just a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, that like scene just fucking, it just warmed my heart. And when he like looks over at her and she says she would, she would like proudly fight beside him. Like um, I was just like, yes, like so awesome. Um, but yeah, it, it's again, kind of weird. Um, the, like the way the scene ends, you know, um, the queen stands, and then, you know, both Sansa and John, for different reasons, are just kind of like, yeah, we're fucking out. <laughs> Especially John. Yeah. Like, John's just like, you're right. It was like, incredibly awkward. Yes, very much so. And uh, <laughs> you could kind of feel that tension, um, that tension uh, building. Um, and of course, both of those situations somewhat come to a head. Um, you know, later on in the episode. Um, all right, before we move on to one of those building tensions, uh, Dane, do you have anything to add from uh, this kind of um, these bits of scenes, uh, whether it be um, anything else that sticks out to you about the trial or um, like any of, any of the conversation that like um, that Jamie had with Brienne, you know, uh, you know, outside the wall or the conversation that he had with Tyrion um, when they were in Winterfell? Um, oh man, the, the one with, now I have everything labeled. Yeah, actually the one with Tyrion and Jamie, um, uh, when they're talking about, you know, Cersei and whether or not, uh, you know, Daenerys is different than her father, obviously that Jamie was questioning. Um, but I love that Tyrion once again, puts his brother in his place and says, she never fooled you. You knew exactly what she was and you loved her anyways. And of course, yeah, we get that wonderful we, we get that wonderful story afterwards. Tyrion saying that he wants to be eighty-one with a belly full of wine and a whore on my cock. <laughs> uh, and, but the the main thing that happened from that scene that was kind of a question that I mean, this is crazy. But remember what the White Walkers are, and we don't know what's going to happen with this battle and what goes forward. How Tyrion says that wouldn't it be crazy if he killed Cersei as a White Walker? And remember, within right. the whole entire idea of the storyline that, you know, a brother, I'm pretty sure it's just a brother. I could be wrong about that. I'm not the biggest a, uh, Game of Thrones. A younger mark. sibling. High Valyrian. Okay, so t- uh, the Valonqar is, is, is the Valonqar just is a younger, younger brother. Sibling. Yeah, but... So is but, Tyrion younger? Because, pretty sure it's brother. High Valyrian, is, High Valyrian is gender neutral, though, so it could go either way. Just a younger sibling. I'm, I'm just saying... The concept of Tyrion turning into a White Walker from his battle and inevitably killing his his sister is that something that would still kind of go within that whole premonition, or uh, yes, I what? feel like that somewhat would. 
I don't know if that's foreshadowing or, or created stuff for stuff that might happen later or it was just a line drop for the fuck of it, just to be like something to laugh at. But it just stuck up to me. But that's about that's about it, pretty much. Yeah, it was a, it was especially funny because the the line was mentioned so nonchalantly because obviously um Jamie had kind of walked off so he could um view Brienne down uh and Podrick, you know, training um, you know, the the various different um we'll call them soldiers, um, if you will. Um but uh but yeah, I mean the fact that it was dropped like that as as kind of a throwaway line and, and our attention went with Jamie. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe it is, who knows? Uh, Ray, yeah, I love in, I, anything. In, oh, go ahead, Dave. Oh, uh, no, I was just going to say, I, you know, he would have given him that same look, uh, if he was there, Jamie would have, uh, that he gave him after he was like, I wish father was here. And like, Jamie's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you killed him. <laughs> and he's like to see us, you know, dying in winter. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. But uh, yeah, that that's yeah. also. I think that if if Jamie was there in that moment, he probably would have looked at him like he had a million heads. Like, you want to turn into a zombie and kill the sister that I'm in love with? Got it. Great. Thanks, Tyrion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Ray, same question. Any any of those uh, bits of those scenes or anything in that mix that uh, stood out to you? Um, I don't know. I was totally expecting most of the episode to just be people talking, so I was. Uh, I had my expectations real low, <laughs> and then they were just blown <laughs> out of the water. It was, it was, it was totally. I don't know. It was a, it was one. I think it was my favorite episode of all time. Maybe my number two. Wow, sure. that's that's really high praise. I was telling Dane before we, we yeah. um, came on the air. Um, I definitely think it is like my favorite build-up episode of all time. Like, yeah. As far as well, it reminds me a lot like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you know, like when, the battle, like when they're preparing for battle. Yeah, especially yeah. the song. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah very much so. Um, and I yeah, just like, feel I mean, a lot of anxiety now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Dane, Dane had like a, a a good idea, and I think I'm going to do this too. Um, he said he was going to watch this episode right before the next one. Um, so like. You know, you can relive all of those really nice moments that we got in this episode. um, You know, before inevitably, I do that for every every single one. Well, basically, (laughs) a security blanket. This next weekend's (laughs) gonna kill me. Endgame is coming out, and then we have this fucking battle. I'm gonna lose so many characters (laughs) that I love. Oh god. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a tough it's gonna be a tough weekend for us geeks. Um, that is for damn sure. Um, but all right, all right, let's move on to the conversation. Uh, so um, essentially, you know, uh, there's a little bit of setup here with, um, uh, of course, Jorah Mormont uh, essentially telling Khaleesi, look, like you fucked up before too. I fucked up. Everybody fucks up. Um, but like maybe take it a little easy on Tyrion. Um, and then he does have one other suggestion to her. And clearly, we are led to believe, anyway, that that was to, um, you know, try to try to make, um, I don't know if peace is the right word, but um, you know, for lack of a better phrase, try to make peace with uh, with Sansa and and you know, um, see if she can she can, you know, make any ground there as far as winning over her, which in turn would help her win over the people of the North. 
Very, very interesting conversation. When they, you know, sit down and talk, um, of course, like D- Danny has her little heightism uh, uh, line that, you know, I was like, as a, as a fellow short man uh, with t- to Jon Snow, I was like, that's not very nice. Um, but no, in, in all honesty, it was, it, it was pretty funny. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, that whole conversation, very, very cool. Um, like the, the sort of back and forth that they had, and, and I think this is like really kind of where, where Sansa somewhat shines is in these, these little moments um, that maybe not all fans are probably as keen on as I am. Um, and by keen, I, I don't mean like they don't recognize them. I, I, I just more mean they don't appreciate them or enjoy them like I do. Um, but she is really – um, you know, she's learned a fucking shit ton from Littlefinger, uh, and and I think you kind of see it uh, in this episode where she somewhat pokes and prods at Danny, and it ends with her, you know, essentially saying, "Look, well, if if all of this ends, and you know, we defeat the dead and we defeat Cersei, like where are we then? You know, you know, I I don't give a fuck about the Iron Throne, but what about the North, like?" You know, we've we've been through so much, and we promised that we would not, you know, fucking go back to, you know, being things being the way they were. Um, and obviously, Danny, you know, was like, well, that I I can't I can't fucking have that. Um, which we kind of got that lead up line um, from last week's episode, you know, where um, Danny's talking to to John Sons and how she. Uh, needs her to recognize her as queen, and this kind of further cements home that like Danny's gonna really have to fucking earn it um, because Sansa's is not just like going to give her blind loyalty. Um, she's seen that backfire far too many times, um, and by somewhat poking and prodding, poking the bear a little bit in in this situation, I think um, she. it's a way for her to test Daenerys um, and and to see kind of where her true loyalties lie. I will say this, though. I did really like the way that Daenerys presented, um, you know, uh, the reason behind, uh, you know, why she's there and the fact that, you know, who manipulated whom uh, because, I mean, obviously, Jon did convince her to come north um, when, you know, obviously that wasn't necessarily her, her, you know, main goal when she was, um, you know, at, at settled in Dragonstone. So, um, a lot of fucking cool ass shit in this scene. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the politics of it all. Um, but Rhea, what are your thoughts on the scene? What kind of stood out to you? Um, and, and do you, do you like have a, have a side here or do you just kind of see both, um, both having kind of equal ground to stand on. How do you feel? Uh, yeah, I'm not team Sansa at all. Uh, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, I mean, it's, it's foolish to get to a mindset that she's gotten to where like, I'm smarter than everybody else. I've got this. I don't trust anybody, you know? Um, Cause Daenerys is not Cersei and, she hardly knows her anyways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to your point of, like, trying to feel her out and see what she's all about, that 
that makes sense. But then she gets all <laughs> gets all bitchy in the end about about the North <laughs> and stuff. Where they're like they're all about to die, and she's like upset about uh, about uh, you know what's going to happen with the North, and it's like you may not even live. John may not even live. We don't know, you know. So um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it was a little bit premature for that conversation. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. So, like, um, but it's all so a moot point now. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, yes, it, I agree there. It do, yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter now. I mean, in the end, we, we yeah, I don't know if uh, Daenerys will want to give up the throne or not, but uh, probably. I'm guessing yeah. she will. I, We'll see. I, I I think that's really interesting. But here's the thing. Like, did, did, does anyone think John wants it? Well, hold on. We're getting ahead of ourselves now because um, we, we <laughs> we'll, we'll save this. We'll save this for the for the obviously the you know the last scene uh, that it, it was highly important. Um, I want to stick with this particular conversation right here. Um, yeah. By the way, also I I uh, I, I kind of liked. Um, I kind of like Sansa's line too, which is uh, to your point, Rhea, like another kind of like bitchy line, um, if you will, uh, if you want to like put that moniker on it, um, that like where, you know, she's like, you know, Tyrion should have never trusted Cersei. And she's like, well, bitch, you shouldn't have either. <laughs> like, yeah, like, come on, Sansa. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's rubbing salt in the wound for sure. But, I mean, she's right. I mean, she has I, been. I think you're right about so poking the bear. Season, she has been the most right out of anybody, you know, in in the in the show, and, and basically just because of that one thing, you know. But but still. But yes, yeah, unnecessarily poking the bear, perhaps. Ah. I still somewhat. In, I still somewhat enjoyed it. Um, Dane, what are your thoughts? Because it sounds like you got something to add here. Well, I mean, this could have gone down to being like Mean Girls, but it didn't. Uh, it could, <laughs> they they really could have gotten like petty, like Grandmama Tyrell, and I miss her so much, by the way. Uh, but they tried oh. to keep it civil. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, it, it was a pissing contest between the two of them. And I think it makes a lot of sense. They both have reasons to... See, I, I don't think I don't think so much Sansa wants to control the North. I think she wants the North to be accounted for, and I think within all of this, in a journey, you're not supposed to lose hope in that the battle will be the end of it. You know, you're supposed to be looking forward past that. That's like what leaders need to do. Um, and anyways, Daenerys is worried about her kingdom after the whole entire war because obviously we'll we'll, we'll talk more about that when she has a reaction from John, but uh, I like Sansa. She's learned from some of the worst, but some of the best, like Littlefinger. And those Northerners, man, and I, I know it because I don't know if it's based off the U.S., but fuck, I'm from Boston. They have their pride, man, and it's pride because it's cold as shit, and they're just frozen, and they don't have, like, <laughs> anything else except for that. So, yeah, um, but I like I like that Sansa vouched for Tyrion, um, you know, and I did like that line, actually, at Daenerys, because I think Daenerys needed to hear it a little bit that you never should have either. I mean, technically, you're the queen-to-be, so... Um, but I think that Daenerys... I, I could just look right through her when she started, like, grabbing her hand and stuff. Like, I just thought that she was kind of being fake. I don't think Sansa was, but she was being a bitch, but I think she was deliberately trying to... Ah, okay, so what's going to happen afterwards with the North? How about we get back to that, actually? Let's stop pretending that we're friends. Yeah. And... Uh, 
It was kind of like just one of those things. I do believe that Daenerys loves Jon, uh, but does she really believe that she's fighting Jon's battle, who manipulated who? Like, I, I, I never – here's the thing. If Daenerys doesn't do this, this, there might not even be a kingdom for her to rule. So she got involved sure. in this, but she kind of has to in a way. So um, I don't know. I, 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 think that, I think that, once again, I think Daenerys is breaking down a bit uh, as far as going from someone of being like a Jesus type of concept, if you will, like that – to being someone that's like more interested in ruling and controlling, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I thought about this because, and we'll, we'll discuss this more as we get into the later scenes. Um, but I, I wonder if that's the setup, you know, like if that's just, if that's what the audience is supposed to be feeling right now, or if that's what, you know, they, that's how they want to steer it. Um, so that when the pivot happens, um, it, it, it will surprise at least some of us. Um, but I, I think they're ba- I think they're basically setting it up so that you could flip a coin and it no, could go either way, which is yeah, and that's just good was, storytelling. Like that's that's what yeah, you want. Because I mean, this show made Cersei uh, in her you know the time where she got her hair cut and she had to do the shame walk. Her redeeming, even though she was the biggest villain on the show, so they can definitely do an opposite. I wouldn't say redeeming. Someone loses. I would just say you were rooting for her. Sympathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gain sympathy towards one of the biggest villains. Kind of lose uh, some of your hope for one of your biggest heroes. (laughs) Well, you feel no sympathy for any of the like you like you. Okay, Um, hold on, because I gotta get I gotta get to this. Dane, uh, really quick, your your final thoughts. I'm sorry, what you were saying. No, that was it. That was that was all. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So let's move on. We got we got some more uh, reunions here. Oh wait, real quick before I do, uh, Ray, I wanted to ask you if if Dane likens Boston to the North, how do you liken Vermont? Where does that fit in? Um, is that beyond the I wall? I guess we're the uh, land uh, of forever winter. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'll be the, the wildling in the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> that's right. I I I would totally picture you as a wildling. Like that that definitely fits you. Um, I'm alright. Uh, I think there's more. I think there's more sane people in uh in Winterfell than there is in Boston. I'm just saying. Sorry, any Boston. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's certainly an argument to be made there. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, all right, let's move on. Um, so another uh, another couple of reunions. We got Theon back. We got Tormund back, and we got Ed uh, back. Uh, obviously, the latter two from the Wall, Barrack as well. Um, but I want to start with Theon. Um, I, I, correct me here if I'm wrong, Rhea, but Rhea's most hated character in the whole series, or at least her most hated character to watch in the whole series. Um, did it? Did it? Did it give you anything? Did it make you feel like uh, – did you feel at least like a little bit of, of happiness for Theon that he's, he's, he's come back to Winterfell to right the wrongs? Uh, yes and no. I thought it was really weird that <laughs> Sansa like was all excited to see him and hugged him and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, he saved you, but he also did horrible, horrible things. Uh Worse than Jamie, in my opinion. I mean, 
taking over the entire castle, and he basically handed it over to the Ramses in the first place, or the the Ramses, the Boltons in the first place. Very true. Right. Um, Well, although he wasn't going to hand it over, it was like his troops who decided to do that. Um, He was going to die. Yeah. (laughs) But but nevertheless. But I I am glad that he wants to, like, sort of put his life down for Bran. That's that's nice. And he'll probably die. No, oh, yeah, dude, he's totally a fucking goner. Um, yeah. But, like, I, yeah, see, I, I, I think it's so funny how each of these characters have so many different threads and so many different relationships with one another. Um, but, like, I, I do understand, like, Sansa's emotions there. Like, um, like, obviously, she owes a fucking shit ton to him um, for, for, like, getting her the fuck out of there. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously he did some pretty fucking deplorable things. I mean, betraying Rob definitely being one of them. Obviously, you know, there's the, there's the scene where he burns the letter that he was going to send to Rob to warn him, um, which is kind of the beginning of him sealing his fate down that path. Um, I just think he's been punished. Like, I think his punishment has fit the crime, (laughs) Um, it, at least in the way of Game of Thrones. Um, so, like, now that he saved Sansa and he's back, um, you know, to try and, uh, you know, right that, that sort of last wrong, if you will. Um, I, I, I do. I feel for the guy. I, I, I still find, like, 90% of his scenes very difficult to watch, especially when he's, when he's, un, when he's reek. Um, like that's just, it's so painful. Um, but nevertheless, like I, I do, um, I do envision like a very, um, nice moment for him to sacrifice himself, um, in some capacity. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for that. Dane, uh, your thoughts on Theon, uh, Theon, excuse me, uh, coming back to Winterville. He did. Man, he did real quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he's gonna he's today. gonna he's gonna went with Brand to like try to to get the uh, the the you know whatever he's gonna try to protect the guy that everyone's going after all the fucking enemies are going after he'll do something heroic but the only time I've ever felt bad for Theon throughout this whole entire thing was when he got his dick chopped off and uh, other than that you know he kind of did it to himself um, and uh, I'm glad that he's gonna have some type of redemption. I know people are like shipping him and Sansa. I don't think Sansa looks at him no. romantically. I think it's no. more of a brother sister because he grew up with him, uh, and it's yes. you know she still sees that person in him uh, without the wiener. Uh, it's just weird, man. Every time he's on fucking screen, I'm just like I don't even think that with Grey Worm, but he just looks like Reek. He's always like kind of you know just awkward and shit. Like I got my wiener chopped off. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry for talking about that over and over again. But uh, I think that a major thing that people probably didn't pay attention to in this scene was that Daenerys did not seem like she was happy to know that Yara didn't come with him, that she went back. Uh, I don't know if she was thinking about backup. There's not really a port they can go in Winterfell, but it didn't seem like she was like, oh, it's just you. Well, fuck. Uh, But I don't know. Theon's back. He's going to die. See, I didn't pick that up um, because I I – thought there was something different that you were going to say that I, I picked up from there. Um, but one thing before that, um, it's kind of weird that he was like, 
yeah, Yara went to back to you know take the uh, Iron Islands in your name, and like didn't mention the most important part about that and the fact that like, hey, if all else fails, like we have some islands to go to where we can like you know fucking retreat to. Um, That's a good you point. Know, where the dead. The dead can't, like, reach us, hopefully. I mean, they do have a dragon, but, like, how many of them can you fit on one dragon? Um, like, so, yeah, I mean, I, I felt weird that he didn't mention that. I feel like it was probably just, like, a, um, y- you know, we're supposed to elaborate upon that in our head, I guess. Um, but, no, I feel like she, you know, when Sansa went to, like, run and hug him, I feel like she was, like, like, what the fuck? Like, every... Like, it's supposed to be, like, my fucking fleet and my allies, and, like, the one motherfucker who comes up here is, like, gonna fucking hug this bitch that I just had an argument with? Like, like why does nobody like me? <laughs> um, in some respects. Like, uh, I, I mean, I, I just caught, like, a little bit of, um, like, what the fuck uh, look on her face when, when Sansa, you know, ran to hug him. Um I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into that too much. Um, probably am, especially since there's only four episodes left. Um, but uh, and and yeah, I'm definitely gonna die. Uh, but nevertheless, I did I did kind of see see a little bit of that. Uh, but anyway, um, down to uh, you know the the, the uh, gates of Winterfell. So uh, we we get um, the the triumphant return of uh, <laughs> of Tormund Giantsbane. Uh, and the others, of course, you know, you had Ed and Beric Dondarrion, um, but definitely Tormund stole the fucking show, like, stealing Ed's hug, like, that was fucking great, um, also, just, you know, like, obviously, it's at the tail end of the scene, but, like, is the big woman still here, like, uh, like, great fucking episode for fucking Tormund, um, he's, he's fucking terrific, I just, just a joy, um, and I'm so happy that he has made it this far. I do not expect him to make it out of here alive, but hey, at least we've had him for this long, much longer than I thought we were going to have him. And furthermore, like, talk about like all the characters who did 180s. Like when you first meet Tormund, he's like not likable at all. <laughs> so like the fact that he is so likable and has such a vibrant personality at this point in the show. Um, like kudos uh, on that, but uh, Rhea, what did you think about uh, you know essentially Tormund and, and John's reunion, but you know the other ones as well. But obviously Tormund still the show. Uh, that uh, when he like just plowed <laughs> into him as he's trying <laughs> to hug the other guy, that I just yeah. laughed so hard. Uh, and yeah, the <laughs> the look on his face when he's like, "Where's the big woman?" <laughs> <laughs> or what a, oh my god he's so funny but I was uh, like not to like jump ahead or anything but I was cringing a little bit when he's chugging the milk out of his giant horn yeah, yeah. I was like oh my god it's so weird <laughs> so awkward <laughs> yeah um, but, and like, but yeah overall pretty I just love him he's awesome yeah he he's fucking great um but yeah that and we will uh of course get there um but that that particular little spot in that scene um i like definitely my favorite part about it because um, you see brianne's reaction um which is she's kind of like disgusted a little bit um horrified but, like, jamie's reaction is the best because his isn't really one of disgust 
his is just one of like, what the fuck is going on right now? Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Wildlings, man. It's just great. Yeah, like they they leave their mark. That's for sure. Um, also, the the, the kind of quick little thing that happened like right before that reunion. And, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I did like it. Um, with the little girl who wanted to fight um, because, you know, she, her, her parents were warriors or whatever. Um, or my older brothers or whatever it was. And obviously it was an ode to Shireen. Um, yeah. And that was, that was just, that was beautiful. Uh, I fucking loved that. Um, and Gilly, you know, getting her involved in that scene was, it was a nice spot to, like, work her in. Um but yeah, like I mean, it was definitely, um, you know, that was definitely an ode to Shireen, and I, I thought it was great. Um, but Dane, your thoughts on the courtyard scene? Well, yeah, I do, I do love that Davos scene. I thought that was great. I also love that when when he's like, "We're not soldiers, you are now," and just passing out the food right before that <laughs> yeah. girl came around. He's such a badass. Um, but yeah, dude, I love. I love Tormund. Uh, I love his whole story about like how he he got the names Giants Bane and the, all the ridiculousness <laughs> involved with that about like how he killed a giant and then slept with his wife at the age of ten and then sucked on her teeth for three months and that's what keeps him. Sh- like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this character, I feel like he just was a scene stealer. He said certain lines the way that he did effectively, and they were like, we need to keep this guy around because I don't know what happens to him in the books, but. He's great on this, and the one line that you're kind of talking about, I'll leave because we're going to go into that scene afterwards. Uh, but all around, every fucking time he was on a scene, just like, we might die tonight, you know? Like, talking to Brienne, and she's like, get the fuck away from me, please. Fuck off. I think she screwed up, and she was like, well, I'm happy that you're here, and this smile, like, grit from, like, fucking ear to ear. But uh, I love, love the actor. I hope he gets some work after this, man. He was pretty damn hilarious. Yeah, it was fucking great. I was I was totally expecting like there there's no way that I saw that being the story that he delivered about the name Giant Spain. Like I, there I I was I thought for sure he was something about fucking a bear was about to come up and I was like, dude, you are blowing your shot, man. But hey, you know, like <laughs> Tormund Tormund's gotta be Tormund. Like if if Brienne doesn't well, like Tormund, watching it the second time and seeing all their facial reactions of, of, of him telling this story was just priceless, was especially when he starts pouring the milk all over himself. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, it it, it is. It's fucking priceless. Um, that actor right, knows uh, how to but, commit. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, and, and I do think it's funny, um, Dane, like, I do think there are a few um, actors that have just wowed both, like, probably D&D and the audience, and I definitely think he's one of them that you didn't necessarily have to keep around, but they wanted to. I think Braun of the Blackwater um, is another one because he's just almost insignificant in the books, but he plays a very big part in the show. Absolutely. Um, Sam so, as well. Like, th- those are uh, – yeah, but Sam's, like, really, really important in the books too. Um, oh, But, okay. like – but, yeah, like, I mean, there there's – definitely like some characters that that they um kind of hoist up um to you know have, have bigger roles Podrick, yes uh definitely Podrick Payne. by the um, way what the fuck is Podrick learning how to be like john wick and shit and fucking singing and like when the hell did he get all these uh, you know and all i'm trying to say is like 
Aria, we'll get to that scene, how awkward it was. But, you know, I guess she didn't hear any word about Podrick because I, I don't think she would have gone with Andrew. <laughs> I'm just saying. You stole my yeah, life, opportunity but, uh, there. Props to you. Um, yeah, like, definitely definitely missed out. Uh, like, the, the, you would think there'd be more buzz about, like, Payne and, and like, you know, his cock. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess not. Um, but, uh, but anyway, um, let's, let's move on to the battle plan and we get our first little tease of what the Night King is after. Um, so obviously they, they are are trying their best to devise some kind of plan, um, to take out this army and to defeat the Night King. Uh, and obviously Bran chimes in and, you know, says that, basically offers himself up as bait because he is the one that the Night King seeks. Um, and he also says that uh, he wants a eternal night, um, essentially winter forever, where, you know, uh, no sun uh, will shine, um, all that jazz. Um, do we Do we believe this is, Honestly, what the Night King wants is there more to what he wants? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver this to you as a two part question, Rhea. Um, Jane, you can take it as such too if you want. Um, but do we think that that's really what the Night King wants in the show? And do you think that that will be if we ever get them what the Night King wants? Um, if there if there really is a comp. Um, for, for what they have on the show. We haven't really actually seen it yet in the books. Um, but do you think that is what the others will say um, want in the books? I think uh, the the others will be a little bit more convoluted in details and history and background and that, that they just didn't touch upon on the show, which is fine. They're just trying to simplify it. Um, I don't know if I believe that. Um, it kind of reminds me of Cersei a little bit, the the Night King, because <clears throat> he wants a long night, okay, and then what? Then what? Okay, he destroys right. the world. He's got he's got all winter. It's all nighttime. Then what? They just hang out and play games and stuff like that. The White Walkers <laughs> are just. Okay, and and Cersei's the same way. It's like, okay, she rules the sen- seven kingdoms. Then what? Then what? I mean, I don't think she's pregnant to begin with. So like, I just, I, I, I don't think they're looking far enough ahead, uh, to for their goals to be very convincing. Anyways. Yeah, if that is really the Night King's goals, um, like. Obviously, like to rid humanity, and by capturing the three-eyed raven, um, would you know rid? Uh, I guess the the history of humanity um, to sort of I guess make the world in his image, if you will. Um, definitely seems a little too simple for the books, but I'm with you. I, I'm here with you on like it doesn't. It doesn't have to be as complicated as the books. I wouldn't expect it to be as complicated as the books, but I definitely don't think um, – I think there's going to be a lot more to that um, uh, that storyline uh, within you know, the Winds of Winter and A Dream of Spring. 
again if we ever get them. Um, but uh, yeah. Jane, so same question, same question to you. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on on the battle plan scene? Any, anything else you want to add? Uh, you know, there's obviously some interesting bits of dialogue uh, within that scene as well. But you know, mainly the um, you know brands. Uh, I guess we'll say for now revelations as to you know what the Night King seeks. Tormund while staring directly at Brienne. We are all going to die, but at least we'll die together. Creepy, <laughs> creepy romantic. Good old Tormund, giant fan. Um, dude, this was like the Avengers of Game of Thrones. You notice in that one scene, it was like all of our favorite fucking characters, like all chilling together, hanging out, talking, yeah. discussing strategy. I thought it was awesome. I also love how Bran, uh, or Bran, or whatever, tomato, tamale, Bran casually just tells them, like, oh, yeah, at, he's after me. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like Arya should have probably said something very sarcastic. Like, are, you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, will you stop this three-eyed raven bullshit? You knew the whole entire time they were after you. Like, you know, he kind of was just very vague about it. He just wants a long night. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I, I, I kind of would have yeah, like, been personally a bit more outraged about this. You know, I know that he's a three-eyed raven. Does anyone really know what the hell that means there? Like, they're not going to be like, what? No. What, what are you? And furthermore, like, stop just – Stop revealing information just when you think it's convenient. Like, give us the information. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, I definitely think... Oh, I, I agree with down. that completely. Theon yeah. is a dead man. I have that written down for my notes, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but... Um, uh, I don't know. I also... I liked how um, afterwards Khaleesi kind of told Tyrion to, like, head to the crypt... And then he was like, I've been in this battle. And she's like, no, but I want your – she was smart about it, though. She was like, I need your brains. Like, that didn't save you in these battles. Or your, your, physically, it didn't save you in the last couple of battles you were in. Um, and I liked the question, can Dragonfire uh, stop the, uh, the White Walkers? I don't know. I like, talked about that briefly at the end. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. So, okay, well, that's good. Thanks, thanks, Bran. Uh, but yeah, they, <laughs> Bran is very, very uh, vague. I think uh, Captain Vague is what I would fucking call him. I'd be kind of aggravated if I was in Winterfell. I'd be like, "We're fucking trying to strategize here. Oh, just casually. Well, you know, they're after me. Eh, shit happens. Oh, okay, thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it." Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, it, it definitely would have been nice to have that information earlier. Um, and it's not like. It's this some new revelation that he just recently came to. I mean, I think he's been aware of this for quite some time now. Um, you know, particularly you know the fact that he got branded and everything. Um, but um, I do think that like uh, I don't I don't know that it makes that much of a difference in the sense that they have um, and the only like bit that it would have helped is maybe for them to have that plan set in place earlier. Um, but, you know, I mean, they've, they've been going around, you know, doing, taking care of other shit. You know, this was the, the kind of final yeah. game plan, if you will. Um, Here's another yeah, question. It was, it, what's that? Involved, it, it, this involves brand too. It's something that happens afterwards between him and Tyrion that I almost forgot, but, you know, we have that t- time where he's like, if only we were trapped in a castle in the middle of winter with right. nowhere to go. How much does yeah. Tyrion know now? He gets drunk. He's yeah. acting all like just like whimsical afterwards. How much information does Tyrion have now after his talk with Brand? Oh. We kind of never went oh, back to that. I didn't even that, think you know? of that. Oh, my God. 
That's true. Yeah. I mean, the the show kind of famously um, does that now where, you know, they, they kind of cut away um, from different scenes that lead into other ones and we're, you know, kind of supposed to piece things together that may later actually, you know, come to, come to light. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's certainly an interesting point. Um, I, I doubt Bran told him that John is Aegon. Um, I, I don't think he would have revealed that bit of information, um, which I, I, I glean that that was what you were, but it's possible. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, especially if Bran can, um, you know, has this ability to read people and to, you know, as, as a green seer, be able to, you know, kind of peer into the future and see, you know, sort of like Dr. Strange, be able to see these various possibilities. If, well, if he looks into the future, you know, 14 million and 600 times, and, you know, he sees that, you know, uh, fucking Tyrion's pretty good about keeping his secrets. Um, maybe he does tell him. Um, and maybe, uh, maybe Bran, maybe Bran tells him so that it can be revealed, um, to other people at the proper time. Um, sounds like your, your brain's like just starting to fire on many cylinders, Rhea. Do you have some thoughts? Yeah. I don't think he can see the future. I think he can see the past okay. and the present. Um, I don't think he can see the exact future, but I mean, I think he can, um, I think he can perhaps see, uh, glimpses of the future. I don't know. It hasn't really been explained. Well, a green seer is different than the three-eyed raven. I mean, I think, I think that the three-eyed raven can see the past, all of the past, everything that's ever happened and everything that's happening now while green seers, which is what Jojen was, can see like right. snippets of the future. Sure. But um, so yeah, we don't we don't know if yeah, and we don't know if Bran has that power um, per se. I, I I guess I'm um, uh, I, I'm using it as a what if. Like if he can, then I I would think it would be more probable that he would perhaps be more inclined to relay information to Tyrion that he might not uh, otherwise. Um, Yeah. But maybe just seeing enough of his past, he might be inclined to do that as well. I don't know. Um, But it it is interesting. It's definitely food uh, for thought. Um, All right. Anybody got anything to add here before we move on to probably my favorite part? (laughs) What I think is the next part. Oh, wow. All right. No, I'm I'm good. Let's do it. Arya gets laid. <laughs> I loved it. I it know. Like, like, I mean, again, like, you know, it, it is too bad that she didn't, like, have a – have. I, I would say not too bad that she didn't know Podrick was there, per se, but too bad that Podrick wasn't, like, the dude who she had history with, who she wanted to share that moment with. Um, but, hey, we, we, we could be selling um, – Telling uh, our guy short here. Um, it, it's it's been a while since we we last saw him, and you know he's kind of taken by surprise with the whole um, with with the whole you know uh, red priest and all um, the red woman rather. Um, and you know he did say you know he's been around the block a couple times, perhaps since then. 
um, you know, in, in his days as, as more of a free man, so to speak. Um, so maybe he's picked up a few things. Um, but no, I loved this scene. Um, I loved the, the scene right before it, too, between her and the hound. I thought that was super fucking powerful, um, you know, for him to, you know, essentially say, well, I fought for you. You're going to attach those um, two scenes together? Jesus. Yeah, because it's all, it's all Arya. Like, I mean, it's basically, you know, it's, it's, I'm, 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 I mean, what do you, you want to like talk about that scene and then jump to the, the pre knighthood scene, then jump back to her getting laid and then jump to the knighthood. No, we're just going to separate them and talk about them. Uh, talk about Arya's little thing and then talk about, you know, Jamie and, and Brienne. That's how we're doing it, Nate. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I, well, good for you. I did. I did. Uh, I really like that setup. Uh, I, I, I particularly like, uh, you know, a little bit about the hound uh, where he says he's gonna fucking uh, uh, Sir Thoris Mir isn't here anymore. Like it'd be a fucking shame for the Lord of Light to bring you back nineteen times just for me to throw your ass over this fucking ledge. Um, that that was fucking great. Um, <laughs> Like the hound, the hound's not about hearing any sermons. He's he's kind of back to his old ways there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just fucking love the hound so much. Um, and you know, like I, I I I as soon as she walked off and was like, he's you know where are you going? Well, I'm not spending my night with YouTube fuckheads or whatever she says. Like I was like, ah, oh, dude, it's gonna happen. She's gonna go find him, and of course she does, and. <laughs> It was fucking Jesus awesome, Christ. dude. Like, I, 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 dude. I mean, they all could die tomorrow. Like, I, I would hate to think that, like, you know, like if she had the opportunity, she would die a virgin when she could have, uh, you know, not died a virgin. And like, come on, am I wrong here, Raya? Back me up on this one. No, no, it was absolutely adorable. And you know what? They had love for each other way back when. If you look, watch those exactly. old scenes with them, and she's like, you could come to Winterfell, and we can be family. And he's like, you won't be my family. You'll be my lady. And I was like, oh, my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so when they finally, <laughs> she becomes this, like, creepy assassin, um, you know, gets enough, uh, uh, you know, age enough to, like, get in there (laughs) that's a terrible way to put it but like yeah she's like older now (laughs) right and so uh i mean it was cute it was i loved it it was great also gendry's hot as hell so i was into it (laughs) is he your is he now the hottest person on the show for you the hottest live person on the show yeah yeah no, yeah, I, I, I get you. Um, all right, Jane, <laughs> like uh, party pooper, like tell Will me why. Will you quit making me sound like a prude? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the reason why I was saying that, you weirdo. You're talking about a sentimental okay. scene between like daughter and, and, and father, and then like, oh, yeah, I'll just group it into once you lose your virginity right afterwards. That's the only thing I was thinking <laughs> of. I circled that scene so we could talk about it after this. I didn't know you were going to group it in with the sex scene. That's all. Anyways, so let's go from the beginning of that. Uh, I like it how the hound calls her out immediately. Like, they're just sitting there, and he's like, you never used to shut up. And, you know, um, and they, they have their back and forth, and she's a very different person. He obviously is. And, and she just asks you flat out, you know, what are you doing up here? And 
he's like, what do you mean? And she's like, what are you doing fighting for someone? Like, you wouldn't be that person, blah, 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 blah. And he said, I fought for you, didn't I? And I thought that was so damn sweet. That was, I love their shitty fucking, you know, uh, Logan X-23 relationship, basically. Like, I love how he's just an idiot and he doesn't say the right things and he doesn't know how to express the fact that he cares about her. And she also, even though she left him for dead, still somewhat fucking cares about him in like a fatherly daughter sort of way. Um, but yeah, that, that scene with Arya and Gendry, there's a lot of people that were just completely flabbergasted. I'm sorry. I, I believe Macy Williams is 22. So if yeah. she wants to do a scene like this, you know, that's up to her. And I don't, I think they, they were very classy about it. I think that they were fine. It is weird for anyone that started watching this because when you're watching her, I think she was like 11 or 12 years old. So the, yeah, I get sure. that. But people bringing up age from the books to make it even creepier. Sorry, it's. It, I know for a fact the dynamic of ages is, is very different. Ned Stark was supposed to be what in his like his his thirties, basically in the books. That wasn't the same thing. And if you think about that, if you want to, if you really want to fuck your head up, think about how old Daenerys was when she gets with Khal Drogo in the show. So I'm not gonna do that. It was a cute little scene. You know, between not really teenagers, but two young people, you know, and I love how she seduced him. And I love how she's like, is this your first time? He's like, what? And she goes, is it your first time? Like, how many women have you been with? One, two, 30? And, and he's like, I don't know. I didn't even keep count. Yes, you did. Don't, don't even lie about that. And he just says, <laughs> he, he, he says three. And um, I, I thought it was kind of cute. And then, she, uh, like, they start taking off their clothes and way too much fucking clothing on them, by the way. Uh, that took forever. But, and I love yeah, how she was like, I'm not the red. Yeah, exactly. Should have been buckles, like a million buckles. Uh, but I love that line <laughs> at the end where she's like, I'm not the red woman. Take your own bloody pants off. Like, I just thought that was a great yeah. Aria thing to say. Uh, and oh, it, was yeah. just, it was a cute scene. Uh, I, I liked it. It was good. Yeah, it, it was fucking great. Like, um, I mean, like Rhea said, the fact that this has kind of been set up. I feel like a lot of this episode, I, like, definitely had a lot of fan service, um, but it didn't feel like fan service and that's like the best kind of fan service yeah. that you know it feels genuine um it works within the context of what you're um the story you're telling and everything you're setting up um you know and it doesn't feel forced and none of this felt forced throughout any of this episode which is you know genuinely why i fucking enjoyed it so much um but yeah like it it, it was a beautiful scene um yeah, I, I think both were very beautiful scenes for Arya, obviously in very different ways. Um, Dan, you're right. I probably could have uh, could have separated them a little better. I'll give you that. Um, but the overall point is, is I, I thought it was great for Arya to find kind of maybe not closure, but some amount of closure with you know um, herself and the Hounds, um, and and even. Barrick to like a small extent. Um, also, like I loved the line where you know was was he on your list and like he was for a time. <laughs> like um, you know, like that's that that was you know kind of a, a a cool little line because the Hound is I think the only person who really knows about her list I, I, that I can think of off the top of my head anyway. Um, Sansa knows, like, I think. That's right. Yeah, Sansa knows. Um, but, like, not a lot of people know. So, like, um, he's probably the most familiar with it because he lived with it for so long. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, 
um, I, you know, I definitely, uh, I definitely enjoyed that, uh, that moment. And as well, just like with Gendry, like, um, they, they obviously have feelings for each other, have had feelings for each other. They built it up. We talked about it last week, Dane, with, with, with Arya's little twirl when she is walking away from him. Um, like, and like just the setup in this episode alone, where she's like, build me my fucking weapon and like throw in fucking knives at the, <laughs> the like block. Like, like, you know, like that, like, that was great setup because I mean, it, oh yeah, it, it reveals the, the nine so throwing Gendry a raging throner. I think that that nice <laughs> throwing was pretty impressive. Yes, no, you. I mean, you, but you could tell, like, it, it, like he was. It was. Um, I I don't think necessarily in like a in in like a overtly sexual manner at that point in time, but I do think he was like, holy shit, dude! Like he was like kind of impressed and maybe a little scared and like, and that scene was just shot great because, you know, he's looking back at the knife and she goes around the table and then comes back into the frame. Um, you know, it, it very slyly, um, which was kind of, again, an ode to her being so sneaky and like being able to sneak up on John in last week's episode. Um, and, uh, and, and just her line, like, all right, so like my weapon. Yeah. I'm, I'll get right on it. Like, um, so yeah, just like their scenes, throughout this episode were just fucking awesome. I love them all. Um, Rhea, anything to Can add? Can I add one thing? Want? Yes. Yeah. Um, you read my mind. Hey, uh, Arya could be pregnant. Could be. Could be. And, you know, I mean, who's to say, you know, that Gendry doesn't, um, you know, essentially get, um, what's the word I'm looking for, unbastardized? For you know, oh, uh, they're going uh, yeah. the hills in the battle. Absolutely, Le- legitimize. Yeah, naturalize you know? him. Yeah, I and mean, uh, and then it'll, really it's like a callback. Right, it's a callback to like the first episode of the whole thing right. where Robert Baratheon's like, "Let's yeah, do, it. yeah, yeah." It's yeah. cute. Yeah. Here's a quick yeah. question, since you guys will probably mm-hmm. know the answer to it. Who who technically has more who's in line to be you know on the throne between John and Gendry, since Gendry's the last of the Baratheons and he's the last of the Targaryens? Because correct me if I'm wrong, the Targaryens were 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 cast out, or do they still have claim over it? I'm I'm kind of confused on that. Well, um, John, well, I think John... because Gendry's a bastard. <laughs> right. If he was not a bastard, then he would have the most direct claim to the throne. Um, wow. You know, it, it, you know, with, within reason, I mean, it, it's it, because I think just because the status quo is so fucked up and up in the air right now. Um, right. Like it's, it's almost like, I mean, flip a fucking coin, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, like <clears throat> if granted, if um, Gendry was, uh, Baratheon. That's what that's what I'm going to call it. Um, like uh, I, I think he would have. I think he would at, at the very least have equal claim. Um, just, I mean, just because, like you said, the the uh, Targaryens were ostracized, and Robert. Um, they, I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made there. They both have better credentials than fucking Cersei. I will say that much. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, I to if 
if Arya and, and her journey within this episode is my favorite, which it is, I think Brienne's has to be a close fucking second. Um, first of all, we, we've already kind of talked about <clears throat> a lot of the buildup to this scene because um, it's just so fucking good. Um, you know, just starting off with Jamie and Tyrion, the conversations that they have, um, in comes Brienne and Podrick. Um, I love the little bit where, you know, Podrick's like, dude, like, I'll take some wine. Like, ah, I don't think that's a good idea. And just like, come on, we're all about to die. Like half a cup. <laughs> and the, like, the, the second Tyrion, like, pours the thing until it's overflowing and he, like, gives it that little We all have an like, uncle like that. Uh, Yes, exactly. Um, that's exactly what it made me think of, uh, like the, the, the fun, drunk uncle. Um, but, like, yeah, dude, it, it was um, – like, I, I love that. But just the scene in general, obviously, um, a lot of things going on. Tormund and Davos come in. Um, you, you, I mean, fucking Davos is live after the whole fucking shenanigans with Tormund. Like, I think I will have that drink. Um it's fucking awesome. It's just so good. And with it all leading um, to Brienne being knighted, um, the smile on her face, like, afterwards was just so fucking amazing. Um, and I think that I just I, – I genuinely love the way that Jamie handles, um, like, their their relationship um, – I, he he knows that she is in love with him, you know, essentially. Um, and, like, he doesn't feel the same way about her, um, but he he doesn't – he doesn't make her feel insignificant. Um, at, like, he, his, his genuine appreciation for her as a human and, and his respect for her, I think, really comes across in this scene. And I, I just truly love, like – when she glances over at him and he gives her that nod and then sort of walks away. And then that's when we get the smile and oh, it just warmed my heart. I loved it. Um, but I, I, like, I'm, 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 I'm already gushing over here. Uh, let me pass it off. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go to you, Rhea. Um, your thoughts on this scene uh, and any, any of the other little bits in it that um, stuck out to you? Um, well, you know, I think the love between them is like a, isn't like a traditional love. I mean, Jamie's only loved one woman his whole life. So it's kind of new to have affectionate feelings towards another woman that isn't his Mm -hmm. horrible sister, Um, like a good person to begin with and not a relative. And, uh, you know, she, I don't know why she loves him. (laughs) I think uh, <laughs> I don't get it, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, the the whole, I, it's just like having everybody like sort of surrounded around that fire and just like kind of having their moment where like, Hey, we all might die tomorrow. So um, let's like hang out and like be among, you know, friends essentially now friends where, you know, we were all used to be enemies before and and here we are you know just yeah waiting to die possibly and so uh that whole thing and then and then Tormund talking about it it was kind of a little bit competitive (laughs) between Tormund and Jamie about uh you know if if 
if I was a king, I'd knight you ten times over or something to her. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, okay. And Jamie's like, oh, I'll do you one better. So I think it was a little bit yeah. of competition there. So yeah, yeah you you could definitely feel the love triangle going on there. But you know what? Right. I I, I fucking love Tormund's reaction. He was not jealous at all. He started a fucking slow clap for her. As I know. Got knighted, and I was like, my fucking dude. Like, way the fucking And dude, then Tyrion's man. reaction, too. He's like, Sir Brienne. And, like, just the way Tyrion, yeah. like, said that, it was just so sweet and very respectful. It wasn't, there was no mockery. Yeah. There was no, like, silliness. It no. was just, like, real chivalry in a world of shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like very very apt way to put it, it yeah. was real chivalry uh, in a world of shit. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it, it was everything. I think it was really everything that Brienne ever wanted, which makes me think she's going to die. Um, and that like pains me. Um, but I do, I do, I, I I agree with you. I think it was it wasn't faux recognition. Um, they weren't doing it just to fucking do it. Um, like, and I think that's why she loves Jamie. Um, for, well, for two reasons. One, she understands him probably better than most people. I think personally, I think she understands him, understands the person that he is now better than anyone, better than Cersei, better than Tyrion, better than anybody. Um, and, uh, I think it, like for somebody to have that sort of bond and trust, like that invokes um, an amount of love. Um, but also I, I think just the fact that he genuinely respects her um, when so many people throughout her life just haven't. Um, and, you know, I mean, he has saved her life on multiple occasions. Um probably saved her life and lost his hand for it and then went back to save her life before she got mauled by a fucking bear. So like, um, Jesus, that, that would probably make me appreciate somebody a lot. I, I, I definitely yeah. think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I think the fact that it was Jamie who did it, the fact that, like you said, everybody was in genuine recognition. Oh, and, Lest I forget, and I'm going to pass it to you right after this thing. Um, God, I love the fucking look that Pod gives her when she says, well, I don't really want to be a knight anyway. And she glances at Pod, and Pod's just like, you're so full of shit. <laughs> like, that look on his face is like, you are being like so fake right now. You've never wanted anything more in your fucking life. Um, but he doesn't say anything because, again, because he respects her, and that's got to be something that she, you know, um, wants to vocalize on her own terms. And I think that's the thing. I think everybody in that room genuinely respects Brienne. Um, and, yeah, it, it was fucking perfect. Um, but, Dane, uh, I, I have rambled far too long. Uh, what's your takeaway from this fucking amazing scene? Takeaways, plural. I loved it, man. Um, I... I love how Tormund, just, like, when he finds out, like, you know, because he's a fucking, he's, he's from beyond the wall. He doesn't know the traditions. And he's right. like, well, why, why aren't you knight? 
And she's like, well, because I'm a female. And he's like, fuck tradition for for the reasoning yeah. behind that. And I thought that was that was great. I love how he said, "If I were king, I'd knight you ten times over." Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know if that was an innuendo supposed to be suggested, or if he's being sincere. I think there was sincereness because of his clapping afterwards. Like, that was a great yeah. scene, man. Because I think that it's not only does Jamie respect Brienne, but he, I mean, he's trying to make up for you know, before all that, before she showed what type of warrior she was in front of him, he was a fucking asshole. And she kind of called him out about it. Like when she's like, why, why are we having small talk? You've never been fucking nice to me uh, earlier in the episode, (laughs) but he does, he really genuinely respects her. And he's like, Hey, all you need to be is a knight to be, you know, to knight someone else. And I, I love that. I love Jamie. He's, um, he's a very troubled character somewhat. Um, but, you know, when he was doing the, the kind of like the name of uh, sign of the cross for Catholics, similar with the, the knighting, but it was for brave, just, and to defend the innocent. He's a knight that's failed at pretty much all three of those things. And I think most of the knights that we've been shown in Game of Thrones have not all those qualities that Brienne definitely has, no matter what. And yeah. if anything, she should be a fucking knight. She could she could whoop half the dudes' asses that are out there. You know, the only one that we've really seen to get a one up on her, if there's not multiple people, is Arya, and that was a crazy situation. Um, right. So I, I I love I love these characters. I love how Tormund started to clap, and then you know, like Tyrion said, like Sir Brienne of Tarth, Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, and everyone's and she's crying, and and I'm getting I'm I'm getting the clamped a little bit. I'm getting choked up, <laughs> getting a little sad. I definitely get a little misty eye from that, and she looks so happy, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. I just I love the scene. And I also loved how they were all nostalgic about everyone's past battles, and they were going over that. It was just like a bunch of friends around a fire. And the first line, I believe, that Tyrion says is, all of us at some point have fought the Starks, and now we're here defending them. It's such yeah. a crazy concept if you think about the storytelling within this that that is the outcome, yeah. no matter what the good guys end up together, no matter what side or what faction or house they're part of. I thought that that was just great. I love the scene. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking amazing. And you bring up a very good point. Um, you're absolutely right. Brienne is the most deserving, uh, purely based on the qualities that a knight is supposed to uphold. Um, probably... There probably now that she is officially a knight, there probably has not been a more honorable knight since Sir Arthur Dane, um, and like that fucking means a lot. I mean, for you know her to at least from the, the knights that we have seen on the show anyway, um, for her to you know be of that sort of high character, um, no one deserves it more. And yeah, it was fucking awesome i loved it so much um let's talk about pod song uh i fucking loved it Ray, you shared um the um official music video with me which i've posted up on geek vibes nation on our facebook page um uh florence in the in the machine uh singing the song uh what did uh what did we think about the the song and sort of the the way that they sort of overlaid all of these various characters, um, sort of a montage of, of our other characters who we didn't get to focus on, um, you know, whether it be Sansa and Theon um, or 
uh, Jorah. Um, by the way, I, before I say, I just want to say real quickly, I love uh, Sam giving him uh, Heartsbane, uh, and I particularly loved uh, <laughs> Lady Mormont sort of telling him off and then saying, well, I still, I wish you good fortune, cousin. Um, that was fucking terrific. That um, was awesome. Uh, Oh, it's so great. This is so much fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what, what do we think about the song and, and the overlay um, of all of these various other scenes? Uh, start with you on this one, Rhea. Uh, yeah, again, very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings for this uh, battle that is supposed to be also reminiscent of Lord of the Rings. Um, right. Yeah, I, I, I like the way that the director, like, move the camera so like you know Tyrion mm. asks everybody if they know a song or whatever and they're like no 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 and then the like and then he's like <laughs> oh Tormund. well fuck it and then the camera moves yeah Tormund uh and the <laughs> camera moves to like just see like the uh pod silhouette and then he starts and then like Tyrion shock on his face to like hear him. Yeah. it was just really really nice and I read a little bit about what the song meant. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all knew anything about it, but um, I don't know. It was, it's a, it's a song from the books and uh, which is great because before that there were only two songs in Westeros, the bear and the maiden fair and the reigns of Castamere, which we were getting pretty mm-hmm. sick of. And uh, <laughs> so, so it was real nice to like, um, it it's good before like a war battle thing. It's kind of like when Bronn sang the reigns of Castamere before the uh, battle of Blackwater Bay, um, yes. which was uh, extra special as well. So, I mean, they're just, they're just building it up for us delightfully. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, like I, uh, I, I, just, I, do think uh, the actor who plays Podrick has a very nice voice. Um, it's very difficult to sing a cappella, um, and he definitely uh, pulls it off very well. Um, I, and it also inspired like one of the better memes uh, to come out since that episode um, of you know the Drake meme putting up the head, the hands for Ed Sheeran, and then putting up like the. <laughs> All right, finger uh, for Podrick, which I think that's fucking amazing. I love it. Um, oh, and by the way, um, Dan, I don't know if I mentioned this to you last week. Um, I, I didn't know it at the time we did the episode, so I don't think I did. Um, but uh, when um, when Braun is like being bedded down by the the three whores, um, one of them mentions that uh, like Ed, the the you know Ed, the 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 little. Uh, the, the the ginger like yeah he came back with his face totally burned off uh pretty sure they're talking about like Ed Sheeran there like that that like so within <laughs> the context of Game of Thrones his character got fucked up by uh by by uh, Danny's dragon um oh, it, wow. I I I I feel like that Easter egg is definitely like I feel like that's what they're getting at there um they never of course never explicitly say but I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty funny, um, but anyway, uh, your thoughts on the song and of course the Dane and the backdrop of um, you know sort of all these other characters in Winterfell. Poor, poor Ed Sheeran. I thought that honestly, like when um, <laughs> when 
when uh, Tyrion first brought it up, like, can someone sing? I thought he was going to pop out of the fucking closet. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Uh, it's not like I don't like Ed Sheeran. He's fine. You know, he's he's a folk fucking pop artist from Britain. But honestly, that scene that he was in, it's like everyone knows that's fucking Ed Sheeran. It would, like, if you put, like, I don't know, Tom Cruise randomly as one of the fucking I, people in a goddamn I, village, you'd be able to tell. It's just awkward. Took me out of the scene. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, liked, I, uh, I honestly had no clue who Ed Sheeran was. Like, I knew the name. I had no idea what he looked like. I didn't know that was Ed Sheeran. Um, but that's just – I'm just so out of the loop with these things. So I'm, I'm probably an outlier in that sort of realm. That's probably a good thing. Um, yeah. That's definitely probably probably a good thing. Well. But uh, I, it, w- it was a song about Jenny, so I assume that Forrest Gump wrote it originally. A very beautiful <laughs> folk song from uh, Forrest. But I like how, yeah, they kind of had – they had Gimli and Sam and Little Sam all in the bed looking at each other, and they had Senza and, and Theon and Arya and, and Gendry, and I don't think Arya would be awake if she got with Podrick, I'm just saying, you know, but uh, whatever. <laughs> and then Miss Sunday and uh, Grey Worm, which awkward scene, you know, uh, that happened uh, with interacting with them. God, that was so sad how he's going off to battle and it's like – you know, he's probably not coming back. That's what that's what this song really signifies, that the battle is about to happen. That's why I need this fucking right. security blanket episode to watch before I watch that battle next week, because I'm already going to be in shambles because of Avengers Endgame. So this is great. This is a great, great time. I can't wait to watch some of my favorite <laughs> characters die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough week. It's going to be a tough week. That's for sure. Um, and Dane, like, come on, dude. Arya would not be sleeping if if she had been with Podrick, they'd still be fucking going, bro. <laughs> Come on, you know this to be true. Yeah, um, that's true. But um, but yeah, like um, that is. I'm glad you mentioned that because that that's definitely one that had slipped my mind. Um, the Grey Worm uh, and the Sunday, like um, it, it definitely kind of has that feeling um, that you know of the dream. You know the the final thoughts of like what their dream life would be um, if they were to make it. Um, it seems like that is definitely set up for at least one of them to die, um, and uh, it would most likely be Grey Worm. It would make the most sense. Um, but yeah, that's that's it's gonna be tough. We're gonna we're gonna lose a lot of people. Um, it's gonna be gonna be really hard um but uh you know we'll rally together and all talk about it on the internet and console each other for for countless hours because um i want to meet a psychiatrist this obsessed <laughs> yeah we we probably need that just like a game of thrones psychiatrist like come here come hither my children like i will make you feel better um It'll be a group but, uh, council no. session yes i was gonna say we can at least do that though um, all kind of join together and, and, and do what we can. Um, but so this song leads into the final scene of the show where John is in the crypts and, you know, finally reveals to Danny uh, that he is, in fact, a Targaryen. Uh, I'm not going to take the lead on this one, Dane. I'm going to give this one to you. Um, what were your thoughts? on this scene and how everything kind of transpired. Well, you know that John's related to Bran because they both like to pick the worst times to possibly relay information, (laughs) display towards fucking people. Hey, 
John, you're about to go in battle any hour now. Um, you know what's a good idea? Go down to the crypt and start freakishly staring at your mother's, you know, tomb that you just found out about until your <laughs> fucking soon-to-be queen wife, I guess, that's also your aunt, comes down there and finds you. It was such an awkward scene. I mean, it was a good scene. We needed this. But did we really need to do this before the fucking battle? I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but... Uh, I love the conversation, like, hey, so what are you doing down here? Uh, looking at my mom. Uh, wait, that's your mom? Yeah, you know, she actually had a relationship. She didn't get, like, screwed over by your uh, your your uncle. Uh, he actually was really good to her. And they had a kid. Uh, they did? Yeah, yeah. And uh, she gave it to uh, her, her, her brother, which is uh, Ned Stark, actually. Just, like, casually revealing, basically. Like, and not – by the way, I know that there – this is supposed to be back in a time period where incest was not as big of a deal. Obviously, brother and sister was, but like maybe with Targ- Targaryens oh, in general. In that shit don't well, with the North. Targaryens, I don't know if it's not right. less of it, but no one, no one has stated that they're related. No one has made that. You know, Sam, when he asked John, to, hey, did you say anything to her? And he's like, no. Oh, you, you're trying to like, by the way, it's cool seeing Ghost in that scene. I'm glad that he was there. Uh, they didn't have the oh, budget no! the first episode to have him in there. So that was that was, <laughs> was really cool that we got to finally see him. Lame. But, uh, it was kind of lame how little he was there. But, yes, it was yeah. nice to see him. Hey, we're getting an 82-minute episode, episode next week, and the battle might fall into the next episode, which is, I think, 78. So I'm, I'm down. I'm sure they're spending all the money in the next couple episodes to come is what I'm hoping and assuming. But, yeah, it just yes. – Right, right away. I'm sorry. As soon as she finds out, when she put pieces in her mind and says like, "You're the true heir to the throne," and she steps back for a second, to me, that is Daenerys falling out of love with with, with John and realizing, "Holy shit!" Like he's now an obstacle in my way, and they don't even get to have a conversation of like, I doubt, like you said, Nick, I doubt John wants to be the fucking king of everything else. I'm sure he'd be like, no. the fuck. You know, it's kind of like, kind of like how what happened with, with Brienne. Like, fuck that you can't be a female knight. Like, fuck that bullshit. Like, we're not gonna even. I'm not gonna say anything. You can be the queen. I'll be the king. I don't even want to be the king over everything. You can be that person. I will be. Blah 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 blah. They don't even get to say that. She automatically starts going. So like, who told you this? And he's like, Sam and Bran. Uh, you know, Bran, Sam's been at the Citadel. Bran's at the Three Eyed Raven. And then she literally says, "And you believe them? You believed your brother and your best friend?" Well. You know, I think those are pretty good people to fucking believe in this type of situation, Daenerys. I just, I, you can see that she's like now past this, and we see in the in the, in the preview for the next episode, all you see is like everyone, all these people could die, and then you see Daenerys and John, which I'm assuming happens right after this, have a little bit of back and forth, and she's like, we need to worry about the battle, which is a good thing on her end, but like Sam said, would she bend the knee to him if he asked her to? Since technically he should be the king, probably not. Right. Probably not. I don't know. It's tough to say. I, I think the, the biggest thing here to me was, or I, I guess I should say, like the most troubling thing about this conversation was the fact that her reaction, and and maybe maybe it's because she is Targaryen, um, but she's. Like the the tension, the the noticeable distance that he had been putting himself from her. Um, I mean, she obviously felt. Um, 
I think what what troubled me was her reaction was you could have a claim to the throne instead of does that mean you don't want to be with me? Um, and maybe it's you know maybe I'm overthinking it because I know the customs of the north and they're not down with the whole incest thing and that would definitely like kind in my opinion kind of make John be like I don't feel right about this anymore. Um, <clears throat> But the fact that she was more concerned about him being in line for the throne before she was concerned about what that meant for their relationship, I think certainly speaks to her priorities. Um, and the fact that um, for for her, her biggest priority is the throne, and she loves John, but that is not where her mindset is. Whereas John's biggest priority is to essentially, you know, protect the realm of men, um, and he could give a shit about the throne. And the fact that she brings that up, um, I think you can see the look on his face of kind of disappointment when that is her first reaction to the news he has given her. Um, and of course, like you said, Dane. It was undercut by the fact that there are more important things at stake right now, um, and they sort of both kind of, you know, give each other that nod as if to say, "We'll hash this out later." Um, there's more important things to go on right now, but I definitely think, you know, he was. I think the fact that Sam planted that seed of which she, which she do that for you, and to see her reaction, I think at the very least he was probably disappointed. Um, that that was her reaction, um, but yeah, I thought that I thought the scene was set up very well. Um, I, I I thought the the pauses and breaks when, when she asks who's that, and he says Leanna Stark. I totally thought he was about to be like my mother, and then he kind of doesn't do that, and then kind of slowly reveals this information to her, and you can see her putting it together as he's telling her somewhat akin to the way that he was putting it together as Sam was telling him. Um, and this sort of disbelief uh, that they kind of both had to go through, um, you know, in that sense, um, I, I, I thought it was very well, very well done. And I, I'll, um, before I pass it to you, Rhea, I'll agree with you. You said earlier that the directing and, and this episode was phenomenal, um, particularly in, in Brienne's knighthood scene. Um, like I had mentioned earlier uh, that the scene with uh, Gendry and Arya, um, you know, right after she's done throwing the knives and comes around the side of the camera. Um, like this, this was another moment, the way that it's shot and the way that you get reaction shot. And that's more of the focus than the person delivering the news um, they, you know, obviously did some of that in the, uh, um, the other, uh, the first episode with, with Sam giving the news to John. Um, but I think layer on top of layer, it was terrific. Um, and the fucking music, the music in this fucking episode was so phenomenal. The ominous and, and eerie, um, nature to, uh, the the score of this episode was just brilliant, um, and with this somewhat mix of 
hint uh, like sly optimism, um, very um, very obscured optimism um, in various parts. It, it, it almost kind of reminded me of the Jaws score because um, if you know like the Jaws score very well, there are the obvious you know parts of terror with the main theme, the dun 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 dun. Um, but like when you like you know when they when they shoot the shark with the barrels and it's it's swimming out and they're you know happy that they finally shot it it's got these these moments of 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 happiness and joy right before the shark goes under the water and then back comes this 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 disappointment um the the episode definitely felt like it had a um had i don't want to put it on a John Williams level um even though I am comparing it to a John Williams score um but I definitely think it gave it personality um and in that sense like there's no one better at that than john williams um so i i just wanted to acknowledge that really quick too um but your thoughts on the final scene within the crypts between danny and john okay so two things about incest in the north um uh, Ooh. <laughs> um uh you remember like when Sansa was in the Erie and uh, Catelyn's sister uh, wanted to marry Sansa to Robin Aaron? Well, they were cousins and that was apparently cool with them. So, I mean, incest isn't unheard of in uh, the North, not necessarily. Um, also, you know, the Starks and the Car Starks and all those Northern houses, all the Northern houses, some of the Northern houses, um, you know, they, they all have like the blood of the first men in them and you don't really get that pure blood without a bunch of incest in your family. So, um, there's that. So I so don't think it's like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal that John and Danny are related. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's medieval history. I mean, all the Royal families were, Related, it was no big deal, and I don't think it's any big deal Winterfell and the Northmen and stuff. Um, but uh, as far as him telling uh, Daenerys about, uh, you know, his mother and her reaction, I mean, I I I can't help but be Team Daenerys. I I like I she, I think her reaction uh, was just that of shock as well as John's reaction to uh, Sam telling him, um, you yeah. know, he first didn't believe Sam, you know, and got mad and said, my dad, Ned Stark wouldn't lie to me. And he's like, well, yeah, he would. And then, uh, you know, it's kind of like the same evolution of reactions uh, between them both of finding out. So I think she just needs time really. And frankly, she yeah. might be a little bit relieved to not be the only Targaryen in the world anymore. Right. I mean, that, yeah. that's, she's, felt alone for a really long time as far as um uh family goes and i think she might it might be nice to have a nephew and lover <laughs> um <laughs> but also also as far as her reaction goes you know she knows that she has a tendency to be a little bit you know brutal over the top um and it kind of reminds me of when uh Tywin Lannister was talking to Tommen about what makes a good king. 
Um, and mm. what makes a good king ultimately is having advisors around you to, to help you rule. And that's what makes her a good queen is she picks all these advisors to help her, you know, make tough decisions and stuff like that. So I think all she needs is time and to talk to her advisors and they'll be like, well, you guys could get married and she'll be like, oh yeah, that's cool. And John will be like, okay, yeah. Happily ever after. Yeah. Uh, if only it was that simple. <laughs> um, In my heart, I, I, that's the way it goes. Okay. Well, that, that's cool. Um, that one also <laughs> died on the yeah. toilet from his son. <laughs> um I, I do want to I do want to push back a little bit on the Stark thing because um, your 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 Stark and Car Stark thing and all that I, I feel like there's there's that's that's somewhat conjecture um, I I get it like I get how you could make that connection um, but like there's there's what, what do actual, you mean like like with with you know there being incest amongst you know all the people in the north to preserve the 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 um, the first men, uh, the blood of the first men. Um, I I don't think there's necessarily evidence for that. I think you, I think it's more just like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, there's not like actual lineage of of interbreeding um, of, of in, oh. in inbred. I inbred. I heard somewhere, um, but I'll have to take a look. But I was pretty sure that Ed uh, Ned Stark's parents were cousins, but I, I'd have to take a gander at the family tree again okay yeah i would too um but as far as as far as um robin and and sansa um like correct me if i'm wrong but that was liza's idea she's a tully she's not of the north um and like ned was long dead at that point and i i believe that happened after um uh her mother died as well. Yeah. Catalan. So like that's, that's, that, 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 that doesn't count. That doesn't count as far as, um, oh, come on. So, to add extra for the incest conversation, to add extra for this wonderful incest conversation. That doesn't count. Um, that's all I'm saying. So I just searched, uh, the words incest and Targaryen. And besides the weird shit I found on Pornhub, I got back to the normal oh, information about that shit. Uh, apparently, Rhaegar, uh, Daenerys, and they were all products of incest, and that's actually something. Well, yeah, I know that. From what yeah. this website is saying, Targaryens are kind of like normal with that type of shit. So right, yeah, mm, yeah. But the Starks yeah. are not. Like that. That doesn't. That's not like. I, a I don't Stark know. Thing. I don't know about that I either. Because she brought up a good point with the. But no, the nephew was going to marry Sansa, and they're, they're, they were cousins. They were they were a proposed marriage yeah, that, between them. That was not a that was not a Stark's idea. That was that was Liza, who is a Tully, who has nothing to do with. Well, the Well, you're making an assumption that the Starks that are totally different than the rest of Westeros. I'm just saying I don't I don't see I I don't think that I have not seen any evidence to believe that they're well like cool with that. You're you're correct in that yeah. factor, but still they didn't bring it up at all in this conversation. So obviously it's not the biggest deal to that. I think it would be more so about who's ruling and and are we still in love as far as can we do this as king and queen 
because no one's bringing that up, including Sam, who Sam is a logical person and be like, you're banging your aunts, but he didn't fucking say that. So weird. <laughs> yep, Ned Stark's parents were related. They were both Starks. They, like they were cousins? Uh, yeah, her name was Liara Stark. Yeah. She was the second daughter of Roderick Stark, and she married Rickard Stark. Brown chicken, so. brown cow. Incest. Boom. Damn. This is kind so of put a hole in my theory. Um, I, 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 I do think <laughs> I still I still feel like I feel like John feels a little icky about it. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't think uh, probably I, I, don't, yeah, I don't have yeah. I don't have all nah. the, the family tree thing at, at my disposal. But I, I mean, obviously, I'll take your word for it, Rhea. Um But like. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think he feels like, come on, like he wasn't being all like, uh, like, like moping around and and I mean he does mope around. That's what John does. But like, he, I mean, yeah. I think a big part of that was he's like, oh fuck, dude, I'm fucking my aunt. <laughs> he's like, that's definitely going on in his head a little bit. I don't think he likes it. I think I think that, I think that's... I think I think it has something. I, I think that's at play here. That like, even if he's cool with her, like being queen and doesn't want to be king and all that, I I don't necessarily feel like he's going to be totally comfortable with being with his aunt. I I think yeah. that he is also. He might have been worried about what Sam said though, specifically about like, do you think that she would do this for you? I think all that type of stuff oh, is yeah, racing through his head. The fact that he doesn't want to be king and now he's like. Technically, he should be the next one in line, all that stuff. All I know is that if Amelia Clark, if I had a relationship with her and I found out that she was my aunt, I would just say fuck it and just not even say anything. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not for incest, but give me a goddamn break. Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd feel icky about it. Um, but uh, nevertheless, um, before, before we wrap it up here, we, we did a show. Um, what? Um, maybe, uh, or, or we 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 talked last week, Dane, about who we thought was gonna die. I want to talk about who we think is gonna live. Who do we like? Who are you banking on to live in this next episode? I'm gonna give you three to five characters. I don't want to box you in, um, but three to five characters who like you would place good betting odds on who's going to make it out of this next episode. And I want to do this. Um, I don't want us to just pick a bunch of people down in the crypts, even though I do feel like they're going to get in through the crypts and that there, there could be some people who die there. Um, but I want to talk about, since we're not talking about who we think is going to die, we're talking about who we think is going to live. Who do we think is going to live who's actually in the battle? Um, three to five characters. Dane, uh, you have the floor, sir. Um. Both the Stark sisters, I think, are going to be alive till the end of this. Sansa and Arya, definitely Arya. Man, Tyrion and Sam would have been on my list, and I don't know if they're trying to swerve us, but both them being in the battle and saying certain lines in the episode made me think, eh, they're probably going to fucking die. Um, but I don't know. Well, I, I, but Tyrion's in the crypts, or at least that's where that's where he, Daenerys he, told that's, him to go. That's where Danny told him to go, but he hasn't been in the crypts since the they hit. So I, I guess he's there technically, unless he goes running like a, you know, I don't know how long it takes an empty sure. from the top of a castle down to the basement, <laughs> but, uh, sure. you know, um, I'm trying to think, I think, 
I, after this battle, at least, I think Davos will make it uh, somehow. Um, and I, I feel like after this battle, at least, I think that, that John and Danny will both survive because they got more shit to talk about, and this has got to go further to the end of whatever happens. But um, I definitely think Arya and Sansa are going to survive all the way to the end. Okay, and maybe so, too. like, if you had that... So, like, you throw out a few names here. You got... Like, let me put it this way. You, you, your top five, gonna live, go. Now, when you say gonna live, are you talking about this next battle or all the way at the end? Yes. Yeah, episode is gonna survive episode three. Okay. So, the, episode three. I think Arya, Arya, Sansa, Tyrion, Jon, and Danny will all be alive after this. A lot of the side characters will die, but all of them will still be alive for whatever is to happen afterwards, whether that be more battle with the Night King or, you know, Cersei and her forces coming to pick up the scraps or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll allow it, but I, I, I do think both Sansa and, and Tyrion are going to be in the crypts. So, um, so I, th- I think you, you're kind of cheating a little bit. But, um, <laughs> but hey. You well, you, you're changing the rules a bunch, so. Well, no, I said people who are actually in the battle, who aren't in the crypts, who aren't supposed to be in the crypts. Um, well, so, Tyrion's on the know. crypt, so – but Sansa – take out Sansa, put in Davos. There you go. Make you happy. Okay. Um, all right, Rhea, same question. All right. Uh, Sam, for sure. Mm-hmm. He's not hiding in the crypts. Um, Arya – uh, Daenerys, John, and Bran. Okay, I think they're all live. Um, yeah, I'm not super confident about Bran, um, though I do think he's going to live because I don't think the Night King is coming to Winterfell. Um, yeah. I think the Night King's army is coming to Winterfell. I think the Night King uh, is. Going to King's Landing. Um, if Bran, if Bran dies, the Night King wins. So, end of series. Uh, I guess, yeah, to a, to a certain extent. I didn't really think about it that way. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but you know, um, I, yeah, I think you're right. Ultimately, because if because I think if Bran and the Night King were to die, it would be fine. Um, yeah. You know, because it, it, but like if. Being that I don't think the Night King is coming there, that I think he's going south, yeah, I guess I would have to put Bran in my top five in that in that sense. Um, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Arya, definitely going to live. Um, I'm going to say the Hound is going to live, um, <laughs> namely, because, namely because I fucking want it, and if you will it, it is no dream. And uh, <laughs> he needs to fight – he, need, he needs to fight the mountain. Like, that has to happen. I mean, for me, like, uh, I really want to see that happen. So I'm, I'm putting the hound on my fucking list. Um, uh, after that, I'm definitely going with Sam. Uh, I think Sam makes it out. I, I just don't – I wouldn't feel right about him dying. I don't, I don't think that would be cool at all. Um, I, I, I feel like one of John or Danny are going to die, and I'm not sure which one, so I don't want to pick either one of them. Um, I, 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 let me rephrase that. I don't feel like one of them is going to die. I feel like one of them could die. Um, and so I don't feel comfortable picking either one of them. Um, so I'm going to steer clear of that. Uh, so what I got three, I got, 
Arya, the Hound, um, Sam, um, Bran. Yeah, I'll go with Bran. I think that makes sense given where I think, you know, what I think is going to happen. Um, and I think for my final pick, oh, it's so hard. I, I, I'm going to say Jamie. Um, just because, I, again, I don't think Jamie's story is over here. I think his big wrap-up with Brienne was the end of her story. Um, but I think Jamie has to make it as far as out, who's out there fighting. Um, I think Brienne probably has this grand gesture sacrifice to save Jamie. Um, and then he goes on to live, uh, which I think is maybe the reverse of what a lot of people think. Um, or at least a lot of the show watchers. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be my list. Um, uh, so that that that's it. Um, as far as uh, predictions for uh, just broad predictions for uh, next week, do we think? Um, I'll just I'll keep this as broad as possible. Do we think that the Night King is defeated here? Um, and then the rest of the three remaining episodes is um, the survivors in the north uh, fighting, um, you know, fighting uh, Cersei and her forces. Or are y'all more with me in the sense that you think there's a bigger play here? Um, I guess where I'm thinking is the Night King flies south to try and. Um, you know, have have the army attack on two different fronts, if you will, um, and uh, you know, perhaps they meet in the middle. Um, you know, perhaps like somewhere, I don't know, like in the middle of the map where there's a giant fucking wolf pack led by a wolf named Nymeria, um, who can like come in and just fuck some shit up. Uh, I don't know. I'm geeking out of here a little too much. Uh, I, the main question is, Rhea, do you think that the Night King is going to be defeated in the next episode and the remaining uh, part of the series will be the living figuring shut out? Or do you think that the Night King will persist um, and still be uh, a threat that has to be um, dealt with uh, after next next uh, episode? Um. Uh... Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, he will be defeated. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, because this, this third one, there's three more episodes left. Um, maybe it'll be, you know, knock out the fantasy part, and then the rest of it will be the old politics Game of Thrones we all know and love. So um, I'm going to go with that. Oh, also, I wanted to uh, mention how cool the dragon glass everywhere in Winterfell was. Like, it was poking out of oh, the yeah. – every like, they set up so many traps and stuff. And that's so cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, the, the little bridge trap and, and the uh, – with, with it on all of the walls, like when the camera pans out from Tyrion and you see it on, on the top of all yeah. of the walls, like that's – yeah, that's super fucking cool. Um, you're not World War z this bitch, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Dane, your thoughts. Uh, Night King, is he defeated in this next episode, or does he persist as a threat, um, you know, uh, 
for longer. I could totally see what you're saying playing out. Um, and I think that would make sense for the storytelling of having the Night King split up so he's the overarching villain. And we have to go past the Battle of Winterfell to find out, you know, how we take him down, even if, if he goes to King's Landing or wherever. Uh, the only the only thing with that, though, is if he's riding the ice dragon, that seems like the best counter for the actual dragons that are going to be in the Battle of Winterfell itself. Now, technically, they could have those same things they brought down. I don't know really what the fuck weaponry they have, but how they brought, <laughs> how they brought down the dragon. Yeah, exactly, from the other side. So uh, that's, that's one thing. I don't know how that works, but he wasn't there at the end of the episode. All of his generals were lined up. There was no Night King, so who knows. But it, I would like it to be, let's get this battle over with. Now the dead's done. That whole entire thing's done. And now Cersei, who's been the villain, can be finally the real big villain at the end of all this. And then we'll see, like, like, you know, like the political stuff, like you said. Um, So we can kind of wrap that up and find out who's on the throne. Um, And there'll probably be another battle. I mean, we got 82 episodes, 78 episodes, 80 episodes, 80, or I'm saying episodes, I meant minutes. minutes. 82 minutes, 78 minutes, 80, 80. I mean, that's ridiculous. So I definitely could see them getting killed and then King's Landing being the final villain and or war to end all wars in Game of Thrones or something to that extent. But where's Melisandre? Does anyone know? Melisandre, scene season. I told Varys, she'll be back and they'll die together in the same battle. What battle was she talking about and where the fuck is she? I know. She didn't say that exactly. I think she's picking up the second sons from Marine to bring them over. Interesting. I I definitely feel like she is going to perhaps Knights of the Veil this whole um, right. shindig, uh, like show up out of nowhere and kind of be like maybe the force that turns the tide um, in the favor of the living. Um, and and just to be clear, uh, she doesn't say um, to Varys um, that uh, they'll die like in the same battle. She says that she she will die in this land and so will he. It's very vague. She doesn't she doesn't like in she Westeros. says it in like a menacing thing way. Um, but like I mean he, she doesn't say like you're gonna die a terrible death, Varys. She's like you're gonna die here, um, in Westeros as am I. Like um so uh you know, maybe maybe he doesn't you know, maybe he makes it, I don't know. Um and dies much later. At eighty years old with a wine full, uh, with a belly full of wine, and a girl's well, that part can't be fulfilled. Um, but nevertheless, um, great episode, y'all. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Um, and fuck, uh, next week's probably going to be difficult. We're all going to be very emotional, um, and uh, it's 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 we're going to need each other to get through it. Um, but uh, all you uh, geek vibes nation folk uh, and free folk uh and game of thrones lovers thank you so much again for joining us tonight uh Rhea, thank you so much for coming on it was fucking awesome having you especially like yeah, thank- being that you were the one who introduced me to this glorious glorious entertainment <laughs> join the cult yes exactly you, you brought me in uh <laughs> i am i am definitely drinking the kool-aid at this point <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah 
thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Dane, as always, uh, thank you. Um, what we got coming up this week, Dane, uh, I, I'm assuming uh, we got a, a fantastic uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance show this Wednesday. Wrestling Geeks Alliance, Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST. All the news over wrestling. If you're interested, check us out. Blog Talk, iTunes, all those wonderful platforms, and gvnation.com for everything for news when it comes to Game of Thrones, comics, wrestling, sports. We do it all. Video games. Indeed, sir. Um, and we will have a uh, playoff uh, catch-up episode of Full Court Press this Thursday at 6 o'clock. Um, Going to be recapping uh, most of the – uh, uh, first round series most of them should be wrapped up by that point uh, and uh, as always we will have another fantastic episode of Geek Vibes Live coming at you this Sunday 8 o'clock uh, so be sure to tune in for that once again thank you Rhea thank you Dane uh, and we will see you all very very soon until then peace Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.